0: Scripture quotations taken from the NASB. Copyright The Lockman Foundation. Welcome to day one of week 26 of the daily Bible reading. Today's reading is from 1 Kings chapter 6, 2 Chronicles 3, and 1 Timothy chapter 1. Before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we thank you for this new week that we can read your word. We pray that we would always understand it, that we would Preach what is true, that we would not preach strange doctrines, but we pray that we would stand against anyone teaching something different than what you have said. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's begin the reading in First Kings chapter 6. Now it came about in the 480th year, after the sons of Israel came out of the land of Egypt, In the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month, that he began to build the house of the Lord. As for the house which King Solomon built for the Lord, its length was sixty cubits, and its width twenty cubits, and its height thirty cubits. The porch in front of the nave of the house was twenty cubits in length corresponding to the width of the house, and its depth along the front of the house was ten cubits. Also for the house he made windows with artistic frames. Against the wall of the house he built stories encompassing the walls of the house around both the nave and the inner sanctuary. Thus he made side chambers all around. The lowest story was five cubits wide, and the middle was six cubits wide, and the third was seven cubits wide. For on the outside he made offsets in the wall of the house all around in order that the beams would not be inserted in the walls of the house. The house, while it was being built, was built of stone prepared at the quarry, and there was neither hammer nor axe nor any iron tool heard in the house while it was being built. The doorway for the lowest side chamber was on the right side of the house, and they would go up by winding stair to the middle story, and from the middle to the third. So he built the house and finished it, and he covered the house with beams and planks of cedar. He also built the stories against the whole house— each five cubits high, and they were fastened to the house with timbers of cedar. Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this house which you are building, if you will walk in my statutes and execute my ordinances and keep all my commandments by walking in them, then I will carry out my word with you, which I spoke to David your father. I will dwell among the sons of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. Then he built the walls of the house on the inside with boards of cedar. From the floor of the house to the ceiling he overlaid the walls on the inside with wood, and he overlaid the floor of the house with boards of cypress. He built twenty cubits on the rear part of the house with boards of cedar from the floor to the ceiling. He built them for it on the inside as an inner sanctuary, even as the most holy place. The house, that is the nave in front of the inner sanctuary, was forty cubits long. There was cedar on the house within, carved in the shape of gourds and open flowers. All was cedar, there was no stone seen. Then he prepared an inner sanctuary within the house in order to place there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. The inner sanctuary was twenty cubits in length, twenty cubits in width, and twenty cubits in height, and he overlaid it with pure gold. He also overlaid the altar with cedar. So Solomon overlaid the inside of the house with pure gold. And he drew chains of gold across the front of the inner sanctuary, and he overlaid it with gold. He overlaid the whole house with gold until all the house was finished. Also the whole altar, which was by the inner sanctuary, he overlaid with gold. Also in the inner sanctuary he made two cherubim of olive wood, each ten cubits high. Five cubits was the one wing of the cherub, and five cubits the other wing of the cherub. From the end of one wing to the end of the other wing were ten cubits. The other cherub was ten cubits. Both the cherubim were of the same measure and the same form. The height of the one cherub was ten cubits, and so was the other cherub. He placed the cherubim in the midst of the inner house, and the wings of the cherubim were spread out, so that the wing of the one was touching the one wall, and the wing of the other cherub was touching the other wall so their wings were touching each other in the center of the house. He also overlaid the cherubim with gold. Then he carved all the walls of the house round about with carved engravings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, inner and outer sanctuaries. He overlaid the floor of the house with gold, inner and outer sanctuaries. For the entrance of the inner sanctuary he made doors of olive wood, the lintel, and five-sided doorposts. So he made two doors of olive wood, and he carved on them carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, and overlaid them with gold. And he spread the gold on the cherubim and on the palm trees. So also he made for the entrance of the nave four-sided doorposts of olive wood, and two doors of cypress wood. The two leaves of the one door turned on pivots, and the two leaves of the other door turned on pivots." He carved on it cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, and he overlaid them with gold evenly applied on the engraved work. He built the inner court with three rows of cut stone and a row of cedar beams. In the fourth year the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid, in the month of Ziv. In the eleventh year, in the month of Bull, which is the eighth month, the house was finished throughout all its parts and according to all its plans. So he was seven years in building it. 2 Chronicles chapter 3 Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father David at the place that David had prepared on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. He began to build on the second day, in the second month of the fourth year of his reign. Now these are the foundations which Solomon laid for building the house of God. The length in cubits according to the old standard was sixty cubits, and the width twenty cubits. The porch which was in front of the house was as long as the width of the house, twenty cubits, and the height, a hundred and twenty. And inside he overlaid it with pure gold. He overlaid the main room with cypress wood, and overlaid it with fine gold, and ornamented it with palm trees and chains. Further he adorned the house with precious stones, and the gold was gold from parvaim. He also overlaid the house with gold, the beams, the thresholds, and its walls and its doors— and he carved cherubim on the walls. Now he made the room of the Holy of Holies. Its length across the width of the house was twenty cubits, and its width was twenty cubits, and he overlaid it with fine gold amounting to talents. The weight of the nails was fifty shekels of gold. He also overlaid the upper rooms with gold. Then he made two sculptured cherubim in the room of the Holy of Holies and overlaid them with gold. "'The wingspan of the cherubim was twenty cubits. "'The wing of one of five cubits touched the wall of the house, "'and its other wing of five cubits touched the wing of the other cherub. "'The wing of the other cherub of five cubits touched the wall of the house, "'and its other wing of five cubits was attached to the wing of the first cherub. "'The wings of these cherubim extended twenty cubits, "'and they stood on their feet facing the main room.' He made the veil of violet, purple, crimson, and fine linen, and he worked cherubim on it. He also made two pillars for the front of the house, thirty-five cubits high, and the capital on the top of each was five cubits. He made chains in the inner sanctuary and placed them on the tops of the pillars, and he made one hundred pomegranates and placed them on the chains." He erected the pillars in front of the temple, one on the right and the other on the left, and named the one on the right, Jachin, and the one on the left, Boaz. Now let's read 1 Timothy chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, according to the commandment of God our Father and of Jesus Christ, who is our hope, to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I urged you upon my departure from Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus, so that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines, nor to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies, which give rise to mere speculation rather than furthering the administration of God which is by faith. But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. For some men, straying from these things, have turned aside to fruitless discussion— wanting to be teachers of the law, even though they do not understand either what they are saying or the matters about which they make confident assertions. But we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully, realizing that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for those who are lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers and immoral men, and homosexuals and kidnappers and liars and perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound teaching, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, with which I have been entrusted. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful, putting me into service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent aggressor. Yet I was shown mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant with the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. It is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance— that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all. Yet for this reason I found mercy, so that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience, as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. Now to the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you fight the good fight, keeping faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. Among these are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, so that they will be taught not to blaspheme. And that is the reading for today. Until next time, keep meditating on the Word of God.